Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Thanks for joining us in this episode of Informatics Bytes, the podcast where we talk with our members about innovation in pharmacy, hot topics in informatics, and new technology. My name is Derek Pinnell. I'm a medical informatics fellow at the George E. Whalen Department of Veterans Affairs Medical Center. And today we'll be chatting with Rigo Segovia, who is a current PGY2 informatics resident at Cleveland Clinic, and Steve Lemon, who is a biomedical and health informatics pharmacist at the University of Florida Health Shands. And we're going to be talking about auto verification. Throughout this podcast, we will be discussing its development and growing use in the world of pharmacy. So thank you for joining us today. So to get started, first question, I think the obvious question is, what is auto verification? So first off, I just want to say thank you for that introduction, Derek. Definitely go over that question. So the process of auto verification actually occurs when a medication order is entered and released without a pharmacist verifying it. You may hear other terminology used instead of auto verification, such as rule-based order review, which is a more thoughtful process. So with rule-based order review, medication orders are analyzed by pre-specified parameters or rules. And if the orders meet those parameters, the medication order is auto-verified. Orders that fall outside of those defined parameters, such as orders with above normal doses or high warnings, those are sent to be reviewed by a pharmacist. And so what do you think makes auto-verification more beneficial over the current manual pharmacist verification method? Derek, I'd be happy to add some context about the proposed benefits of auto-verification. As the roles and responsibilities of pharmacists have shifted focus towards direct patient care and board certification, our clinical roles and responsibilities have certainly increased. Pharmacists are now involved in more counseling and medication reconciliations, medication therapy management throughout the patient's encounter, taking part in research, acting as drug information resources, taking on various forms of medication stewardship, and even immunizing. Aside from the increased patient care activities, order verification is still the primary role of the pharmacist through prospective drug reviews. In 2018, ASHP sent a survey to 5,000 hospital pharmacy directors to gauge responses to work-related questions. About 650 directors at various size hospitals estimated that about 40% of the pharmacist's time is allocated to order review and verification, and only about a quarter of their time to clinical activities. Clinical activities were defined in this particular study as monitoring drug information, rounds, medication use evaluation, adverse drug events, and so forth. The directors were then asked about their thoughts of the future direction of how pharmacists spend their time. And these directors reported that they would like to see their pharmacists spend about a third of their time performing order review with about 7% of the time doing clinical activities. Now that we have our distribution of effort wish list, we must now ask ourselves, how do we get there? So that's really interesting. So do you feel that auto-verification is a tool that will assist in pharmacists kind of making this transition to distributing more of their time to the maybe quote-unquote higher impact activities? Yes, certainly. Auto-verification could be an attractive option. So we should probably discuss some challenges and potential pitfalls with prospective order review. First, let's remember that medication order verification can be a time-consuming activity for a variety of factors. As we previously mentioned, pharmacists process thousands of orders, so their workload can be quite heavy. 
Next, any delays in verifying these orders could result in delays in medication administration, which could be clinically significant. Prospective order review is not always reproducible, leading to some intrapharmacist variability with any human process. Let's also not forget that a new pharmacist or resident may look at orders differently than an experienced pharmacist. Also, pharmacists specializing in certain areas may look at medications differently than generalists. And finally, pharmacists are also human beings who get tired. So pharmacists at the end of their shift may look at an order differently from someone who is fresh at the beginning of their shift. One of the major weaknesses is that CMS says that pharmacists should review the appropriate labs, drug interactions, and so forth. However, no standard precisely tells us which labs and values we should check or should raise concern for each medication. It's really helpful. Kind of my next question is, where is auto verification being used today? And what are the expectations for auto verification in the future? That's a great question, Derek. The use of auto verification is actually more prevalent than one might expect. So ASHP actually surveyed 4,800 sites in 2019 regarding their use of auto verification. 320 hospitals responded to the survey and stated that they use auto verification in some capacity. It's actually an increase of about 110 hospitals from the 2016 survey. The survey also described in what ways these sites were using auto verification, which I thought was pretty interesting. So around 50% auto verify medications in a select area, such as all emergency department orders. Another subset auto verify select medications in select areas. So this would be pain medications in the emergency department. Lastly, there are around 17% of hospitals that use auto verification to verify select meds throughout the hospital such as flushes or flu shots. As for the future, ASHP noted that a number of sites using auto verification is expected to rise. Additionally, almost half of the responses to this year's pharmacy forecast found it likely that auto verification will be used to authorize 25% of medication orders in the next four years. That's really interesting. Kind of as you were talking about auto verification, it it seems like currently auto verification is really utilized in inpatient or hospital setting. And as you're talking, I had some thoughts on how auto verification may impact other fields in pharmacy in the future, like retail or specialty pharmacy. I imagine as auto verification becomes more prevalent, we will start to see its application in other pharmacy fields. It seems retail pharmacists often feel overwhelmed by the combination of massive workloads and inadequate staffing. One benefit I could see from auto verification is alleviating some of that workflow. For example, not necessarily needing to verify the 10th refill of lisinopril for a patient. And this may allow pharmacists to have more time counseling patients and performing new drug utilization reviews. It should be noted that, you know, this is just my opinion and kind of the possibilities of what I'm seeing as we're discussing auto verification. But it'll be interesting to see how auto verification will be implemented in other pharmacy fields workflows. Does ASHP offer any guidance surrounding auto verification, or is there any literature currently? So ASHP actually developed a roadmap called the Auto Verification Implementation Toolkit that provides a 10-item checklist that you can use when considering implementation. It's available on the website, but I can just go ahead and provide a high-level overview of the toolkit. So the first item on the toolkit encourages an institution to consider any state and federal regulations to ensure the institution is staying compliant. 
The next item encourages an institution to review any current literature related to auto verification, which is kind of getting to your question. So unfortunately, there are not that many robust articles on auto verification at the moment. There does seem to be a study in the pipeline that will look at the time saved from auto verification and the time to administration, but we definitely need to encourage more sites to publish information. The remaining items on the checklist focus on determining which medications to auto verify, engaging appropriate stakeholders and committees, and developing continuous assessment and maintenance strategies. Of note, ASHP also has a webinar that goes in more depth with real-world examples of pharmacists applying the toolkit at their organizations, so listeners could definitely check that out for additional information. So what are some of the challenges to implementing auto verification? I would say federal and state rules and regulations are the biggest hurdles to implementing any auto verification systems. There are some states that have laws that address prospective order review. Before dispensing any initial medication order or medication order change, a pharmacist should conduct a prospective drug utilization review of the entire patient's profile. The rule highlights what pharmacists should check, such as indications, contraindications, and other relevant drug information. Then we have to ask ourselves about the Joint Commission. While it's not a federal regulating body, they do accredit hospitals based on adhering to its standards. Their medication management standards state, the pharmacist reviews the appropriateness of all medication orders for medication to be dispensed in the hospital. Joint Commission accreditation is needed for hospitals to participate in CMS or Medicaid and Medicaid programs. More recently, in 2020, ASHP's House of Delegates requested regulatory authorities like the Joint Commission to clarify their stance on what we're discussing today, auto verification. ASHP asked if it would be acceptable for an organization to establish a process where a select type of medication is auto-verified, thus reducing the need for pharmacy review. This led to the Joint Commission releasing a statement in June of 2021, clarifying that auto-verification processes are inconsistent with the Joint Commission standards that require a pharmacist to review each new medication order, except in limited circumstances. That's interesting. I think it is important, though, that we mention some of the exemptions to the rule. I know that certain standards allow exemptions for limited situations where the prospective pharmacy review may not be feasible or required. For example, if waiting for a pharmacy review would create a delay that could result in patient harm or prospective review, the prospective review would not be expected. Another example may be when a licensed independent practitioner controls the ordering, preparation, and the administration of the medication, such as an emergency department. In this example, use of auto-verification technology may be considered as the practitioner would be physically present. With these exceptions, other examples could include radiology, periop settings, and AMCARE settings. These medications still have to be safely dispensed and obtained to meet the exceptions. So what should implementation of auto-verification look like in action in real life? Well, I would suggest an organization interested in auto-verification first review all pertinent federal and state rules and regulations and the Joint Commission CMS Medication Management Standards. Then a multidisciplinary team, including clinicians, leadership, risk and quality, and informatics specialists should be formed to tackle building the system. The group should consider not only what medications to include, but how to address expected issues, such as custom frequencies with alternating doses of anticoagulation therapy being one good example. 
In addition, the visibility of the rules each medication order passed or failed for all caregivers to review, and what is an accessible false positive and false negative error rate for the proposed auto verification system should be established. Finally, extensive testing should be performed and the process refined. Health systems will need to consider how new medications are considered for auto verification. Does a pharmacist make this request? Are all new medications added to the formulary considered for auto verification as part of their initial review? How is auto verification medication list maintained and who handles this activity? You know, I think that a lot of that makes sense. What do you guys perceive as the fears associated with auto verification? And, you know, are there fears and what are they? For decades, the pharmacy profession has feared using technology in pharmacy with the main concern that robots and other machines will replace pharmacy personnel. You can go on Google today and search, will pharmacists be replaced by robots? And you'll find tons of articles related to this question. It's interesting because some of the articles describe how pharmacists resisted implementing technologies that would enhance the safety of prescribing, dispensing, and administration of medications based on this concern of replacement. What we ended up finding is that these technologies helped empower pharmacists to become more efficient, focus more of their time caring for patients, becoming vital members of the medication team as well. To me, this really just provides evidence that we should embrace technology to continue growing our profession to meet the top of our license. I think that's really good insight, Rigo. And as far as risks, though, do you think there are risks to auto verification? Well, of course. And I think that's one of the reasons we wanted to highlight the pros and cons of auto verification systems. While rule-based order review is potentially a great idea, there are some risks that we should consider when implementing or expanding one of these systems. Any system issues or upgrades could affect existing rule-based logic, which could cause alerts to not trigger correctly. The system will be only as good as how it's built, so misconfigured rules could cause medications to auto-verify that shouldn't be. We think an oversight committee is vital to providing quality assurance, and the lack of one could be dangerous. I think you make a really good point there, and I think this is an interesting line of conversation. I can imagine how some may have concerns around auto-verification and may feel like Rigo was saying that this is a step forward to the extinction of pharmacists, but I really don't think that that is the case. And this is kind of why I think that kind of what you were saying, Steve, is that there are risks to auto-verification. And I think pharmacists are key to safe implementation of auto-verification for several reasons. First, we have the knowledge and ability to perform thorough research, especially in larger facilities like Cleveland Clinic and the VA and these other academic health institutions. Pharmacists also understand the workflows, the problems to be solved, and the data sets available to solve these, those problems. And lastly, there are a large number of subject matter experts, specialists that can help steer auto verification in the direction that will augment their existing skills. So I think it's really not a matter of extinction, just pharmacists will have the, the ability to adapt and really utilize this technology. So before we wrap up, are there any final thoughts? I just want to say that I really think we should encourage the use of auto verification to help pharmacists funnel more complex medication orders instead of tons of highly safe, you know, normally dosed medications such as DocuSate or Miralax. I think that that would allow pharmacists to further build relationships with the healthcare team 
and potentially lessen delays in therapy. I think that reliance on technology and healthcare is increasing, and our systems are also increasing their capabilities for auto verification. So as you mentioned, Eric, I think it's going to be vital for pharmacists to lead in the development from the pharmacist and patient safety perspective. So all around, I think it's no longer if auto verification will expand, but when. So pharmacy profession should definitely be ready for it. Yeah, I totally agree. Well, that's all the time we have today. I want to thank Rigo and Steve for joining us today to discuss auto verification. And thanks again for tuning in for this session of Informatics Bytes. If you haven't before, I encourage you to check out ASHP's informatics resources. You can find member-exclusive offerings in the Informatics Resource Center, including articles, standards, and guidelines, as well as practice tools for pharmacy informatics and healthcare technology-related topics. Be sure to follow at ASHP Official Podcast for more episodes from the section of pharmacy informatics and technology. Thank you. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official.